Welcome to the new episode of Women in Customer Success Podcast, the first women-only podcast where remarkable ladies of customer success share their stories and practical tools to help you succeed and make an impact. I'm Maria Skobe-Pile, your host. In today's episode, I'm talking to Jill Favro-Savatsky, a Vice President of Customer Success and Advocacy at Commvault. Interestingly, Jill is sharing her predictions for the future of customer success. So, this episode is for you if you're interested to hear about artificial intelligence and the future of customer success industry, developing skills for the future, combating imposter syndrome, and why now is the right time to get an executive coach. Jill is just so lovely and I know that you will get many practical tips from this episode. So, let's get started. It is my great pleasure today to welcome Jill Favro-Savatsky, Vice President of Customer Success and Advocacy at Commvault. Hi, Jill. Welcome to the show. Hi, Maria. It's my pleasure. I'm happy to be here. Jill, I really love the part of the podcast, which is the beginnings, really, and getting to know my guests better. So I would really like if we could start with your background and your career journey. How did you end up in customer success? Sure, I'm happy to talk about it. I started out in project management for quite a number of years. And then through happenstance, was lucky enough to get the opportunity to move into customer success. I was at IBM and we acquired a few startups and those startups had customer success as a part of them. And IBM realized that this was the future of what they needed to do for SaaS and subscription and brought me into a role of building out a customer success function, basically the first customer success function at IBM. So we didn't know what we were doing, how to do it. It was a brand new industry. It was actually really fun to be in such a big company, but in a pioneering space and get to figure out how the whole thing worked and what tools we should use, what processes we should use, profile of CSM should be. And I also found that the skills from project management were very, very applicable to customer success because it's detail-oriented and then also knowing how to work with customers, internal customers, external customers, and form those relationships build that trusted advisor status and make sure that you're accomplishing specific outcomes. But what I really liked a lot more about it was project management tends to be the same every day and customer success is kind of a wild journey in that every day can be different. It's not nearly as static as project management. So it's been a great journey. So from there, I've built that first team at IBM, and then I went on to build customer success teams at a few other organizations. And now, most recently, I'm building out the customer success function at Commvault. So how big will be your team? How big is it now, and how big would you like it to be in the next few months? The whole team is close to 100, but that also includes Renewal's team, And then we have a paid customer success function for our high-end customers, basically a premier support and customer success combined. So with that whole organization altogether, along with the 
customer success managers. It's about 100 people. So that's great. As you mentioned, the paid customer success service, that has been one of the hot topics recently in the industry. So it's good to hear that it's something that you are applying already. Can you give us a few examples of what are the most common services that you would provide in a paid engagement? It's basically like a customer success manager on steroids, if you would. So the the, <laughs> the CSM works very, very closely with the customer and completely understanding their environment, what they're trying to achieve, and then helps them with very proactive monitoring and knows when they're going to do every upgrade and whether they should do the upgrade or shouldn't take the upgrade and will tell them about every upcoming feature release. There also is a support aspect to it where they will work with the support team to make sure that that customer's support tickets are getting handled as quickly as possible and that they have the voice into their product management team and have a real view of the roadmap and an influence on the roadmap. So it's similar to the free version that we give to customers, but just much, much more and a much more dedicated resources helping them. And by the way, we have shown that our customers who buy the paid customer success are much more successful than other customers. So, you know, they may be more motivated because they're purchasing it, but that handholding really does make a big difference. I would imagine they would be more successful. At the end of the day, they are dealing with CSMs on steroids, which I really liked how you how you <laughs> called them and, and wondered. So how many of those prime customers would usually one CSM cover? They cover in the range of four to five, something like that. I wanted also to touch base upon artificial intelligence and you know the whole future of AI. I wonder if you could tell me a bit more of what Convolt actually does, how is implementing machine learning for the customers, how does it help their customers, and also would like to hear your views on probably two things. In general, how artificial intelligence is becoming prominent in the next few years, so what is role in the business in general, and then in the customer success industry as well. Yeah, this is a, a really exciting area all the way around from the Commvault products to, as you said, I think it's going to be very applicable to customer success in general as well. So Commvault is a company that has backup and recovery software. It also does disaster recovery. And a key part of that is that our software does machine learning to understand the customer's environment. So we can learn what are the things that that environment needs to be back up, what needs to be recovered, but it can also look at what are the normal patterns of the usage and the software that the company has. And so it can look out for things like a ransomware attack, like you know some unusual things are happening out there and it can immediately go ahead and stop that and prevent it until someone goes in and overrides that. From a customer success perspective, this is a really neat idea because I think that in the future, this would allow CSMs to work with customers on the outcomes that they want to achieve and the high-level goals that they want to achieve, but allow the system to really do the work. The CSM would help them to set up what are the parameters and what are the things that the machine needs to learn from them. And then we could also take this a step further and think about customer success in general. We could set our customer success system that monitors our customers and look at unusual patterns of our customers' usage. 
And so, for example, you know, if I'm a CSM and I have a customer and something changes in their environment, then I need to automatically reach out to them and, you know, do a certain action and think about that this is a unusual pattern to take care of. So I'm sure that customer success is going to get much more intelligent about how it handles those things. And again, I think that that's a great opportunity for CSMs because they're going to be able to do the more challenging, the more consultative work with customers and stop worrying about the really you know, detailed day-to-day things that could be handled better by tech touch. Definitely sounds like a dream tool that we are going to have one day with little changes in our customers' behavior. We can get a little ping or a little notification. Straight away, there will be some automatic reaction in the system. And then we can finally reach out to customers knowing exactly what's happening, what's going on with the best solution for them at that particular moment. I am really looking forward for that moment to happen. Absolutely. That probably means that the whole industry will shift because in that case, the high-tech, low-touch segment of customer success probably will become much more automated. And we could say that there will probably be much less need for those types of CSMs and bigger need for strategic CSMs that are actually trusted advisors and can provide that service to the customers. What does that mean for the skill set of the future for CSMs? What is it that the CSMs of today should start developing? What are the types of skills for that? Those consultative skills of really understanding the customer's business and what it is that they're trying to achieve and how to translate that into whatever the software system is that they're helping the customer with. So being able to make those leaps and translations for them and understand it from the customer's perspective is going to be really critical. So it's going to be less about, you know, how do you day-to-day, how do you use the system or best practices, and instead really coaching them on the business practices themselves, which should be a lot more interesting and fun from a CSM perspective. So Jill, I wonder if from your experience, how did you develop those skills? A lot of interactions with customers, you know, worked as a CSM myself, visiting customers, working with customers and hearing how they're using the product and what it is that they're doing with it. There's really no substitute for those direct interactions with customers. That makes a huge difference. I would also recommend shadowing other CSMs and other people and seeing how they do things. So I've had some great mentors and leaders that I've worked under, and I've seen how they've handled customer situations and what they did with those customers. And that was extremely helpful. Do you have some tips for the listeners of what would be the type of questions that they should always have in their toolbooks when they are discovering that from the customers? Why am I asking it? Because there are so many courses out there for, you know, how to be better consultant, how to develop consultative approach. But if we want to be product agnostic, having that particular skills, we not only need to know about, you know, each industry, but again, I guess it is much more of the art of asking the right questions. So I really wonder, do you have somewhere in your pocket a little toolbox of particular questions that you always know are going to work? Really around asking the open-ended questions, never the yes-no questions. Get them to describe in detail what's really happening 
and to dig under and get to the root causes. Frequently, they will tell you not so much the underlying business goal or reason that of what they're trying to achieve. They will instead say, I need to meet a 99% SLA or you know some very specific thing that you don't understand what it is that they're really trying to get at. And you've got to dig under that in order to really be able to help them achieve what they truly need to in order to be successful and in order to get a good return on investment from your product. The other thing is comedy trick of yes and, right? Got to keep them talking. You got to get to that next level of what they're really trying to get to. And certainly having the industry knowledge and knowing the buzzwords of whatever industry they're in are a key part of it. So if if it's the airline industry, you need to know those airline terms, or if it's healthcare, you need to understand those health terms. You may not have to be a really deep expert on it, but you've got to know the basic buzzwords. So do your homework before you go in. Thanks for those tips. We know that customer success industry is one of the hottest ones in the market at the moment. So I wonder what would be your message to the young aspiring leaders of customer success? Yeah, it is a really, really hot market for young leaders and leaders in general on customer success. It's a fantastic space to be in. And given that, really the sky's the limit. My advice would be for them to not be afraid and never undersell themselves. Get educated on the field in general. There's great websites. There's great podcasts like this one. Listen to those and understand the thought leadership that's out there. And then bring those back to your organization and hold up your hand and volunteer for projects. I always have lots and lots of projects going on. And I'm looking for team members who want to volunteer and help. And those team members who raise their hand and want to be a part of that, they're the ones who are making themselves visible and are going to be really the future leaders of the team. They're building their skills by doing those things with the team and learning how to lead projects, learning how to lead implementations. The other piece of advice for young women, I tell them, is to make sure that they do not fall victim to the imposter syndrome. I'm sure you've heard of it, but many women have that fear that they're not up to the task or everyone else is better than them or more skilled than them. And for some reason, often women and not as much men that have that thought process and women need to get over that and know that they are there. They should be there. They've got the skills and they're worthy. They can make it in their careers. Have you ever felt imposter syndrome in the workplace? (laughs) Certainly. Especially as a woman in IT, frequently you're the only woman and it's all men that you're working with. It's easy to get that feeling, but you have to reverse it on its head and think, I am here, I'm in the room where it's happening, so I must not be an imposter. I must be able to do this and talk yourself through it. So talk yourself positive things. I do feel or believe that in customer success world, it's maybe a bit easier to avoid imposter syndrome just because so far there haven't been a proper you know university degree or proper degree that would equip you to be a customer success manager and then you can say you know i have a degree now i'm confident but you can't also say i don't have a degree i may not feel confident enough when there isn't such a thing so everyone really have the permission to Mm -hmm. be great in what they're doing i feel that this is definitely good news Based on how you were talking about this topic, I have a feeling that you had some mentors in your life that maybe helped you throughout your journey. 
Am I right? You're very right. I've had some great mentors for sure. I've had mentors that have helped me work through this, but one other recommendation that I have is I have an executive coach and you do not have to be an executive to have an executive coach by any means. In fact, my coach coaches many people who just want to be an executive at some point in the future. The help of having someone who's a really a neutral party who only wants you to succeed and is not someone who you report to or is judging you in any way is extremely helpful. She talks me through better ways to present yourself, how to have an executive presence, how to do presentations, to review presentations. It's just incredibly helpful across the board. So I would definitely recommend that as something for all women and men, for that matter, who are looking to advance their careers. Listeners, this is really something that you should start thinking about. I heard it recently many times that it's not, of course, about your certifications, designation or anything else, but just about the way how you present yourself internally and externally as well. What is it that gives you joy in customer success? Working directly with customers. So either happy customers or when we turn our customer around and they tell me about how wonderful the team is and how great it is to be a part of working with our company, working with the customer success managers is fantastic. And then I'll turn that a little bit just to talk about customer success and why I love customer success so much, which is two things because I get asked this question frequently. The first one is because customer success is different every single day. Project management can be a little bit static and customer success is really an adventure. Every day, every hour, you never know what's going to happen. You never know what some customer will bring to you or some CSM. And it's fantastically interesting because of that. And then the second reason that I love customer success is that it's really applicable to life. If you think about it, You're talking to your sister or your friend or daughter, and they're asking you for advice. What are the outcomes that you're trying to achieve, right? And try to coach them through how they can get to those outcomes and be that neutral party of helping them understand what they themselves want to get to and how they're going to get to that. So when you look at it through that lens, it can be really, really useful to many situations. You feel like a customer success hero in life by helping them out. There are definitely correlations with being a coach and being a therapist and just being a friend in general, what women really excel at. You mentioned one of the things when you spoke about imposter syndrome, example of situations when you are alone with all the men in the room. And there are so many other things that women are facing in the business and have faced during the years. I wonder, did you have any particular challenge because you were a woman in a business? For sure. There are some unconscious biases. We all have them. We all try to overcome them. But when there's many men and you're one of a few women there are there, I mean, you'll see that conversations are happening in the restroom, for example. They're not purposely excluding you, but you're not there for whatever just happened during the break that they just all talked about. It's silly things like that that they may not be conscious of. You have to overcome and make the better of. But at the same time, you can also use that to your advantage to really stand out. If you're the only person in the room in a dress, like you are going to stand out when you stand up and do that presentation and you can make more of an impact to that point. 
I really love how you said a woman in a dress. It is that part of executive presence because you have years of experience in business. Tell us, please, is it true to dress up for your next job or what is the real impact of the way how you are presented in your job? Absolutely dress for the level that you're trying to get to, of course. Now, with COVID, things are changing. We may all, <laughs> we're all on Zoom and <laughs> in sweat clothes potentially. But I think it's attitude as much as dress. So act like the level that you want to be at. Start working towards that next promotion that you want to get. I tell my team this as well, that if you want to get promoted to the next level, just go ahead and start already be doing those tasks. Because if I see that you can take on leadership and you'll volunteer to do extra work and you clearly got those skills because you've gone above and beyond what your current job is, then that's the person that I want to promote to the next level. I'm not just going to promote someone because they've been in a job a certain number of years. That's the same kind of mindset of think about where you want to get to and start acting like that and doing the things that a person at that level would do, which could be wearing nice clothes as a part of that when you're successful. Is there anyone in particular in business or in CS world that you admire and learn from? A couple of people at Gainsight. Nick Mehta is an incredible customer success leader. I don't know how he has the energy that he has. Manages to... <laughs> really track what they're all doing and help them to be successful and also to be a thought leader in terms of customer success, but also doing things that are good for the world. And then Allison Pickens has been great as a female leader, formerly of Gainsight, and now actually has joined the board of Commvault. So I'm incredibly excited about that to tap into her resources. So she also has done a tremendous job and they both together just wrote the customer success economy, which I'm in the process of reading right now. Really great book going over all the aspects of customer success from beginning to end. Thank you for sharing that recommendation. I have one other book recommendation that is along the same lines of what we've been talking about of the imposter syndrome and how to help women have the attitude and confidence how to advance their careers. And it was actually recommended to me by my executive coach and it's called the confidence code. And it talks about why men have more confidence than women do and how women can overcome that and why they should. So that is really helpful to get thoughts formed along those lines, how to overcome it. And I frequently look back at the things that are in that book and take that advice. Jill, do you have any personal motto in your life? I do. And I think it's really, really applicable with the current times and really applicable to customer success. My motto is embrace the change because in customer success and the world, everything is changing so fast all the time and whether you like it or not. So you may as well embrace it and run with it and really take advantage of the changes that come and make the best of it rather than fight it. That's a big help in customer success and life in general with all the challenges that we're all facing right now. What a wonderful way to end an episode on a high note. Thank you so much for sharing that motto with us. Jill, that was such a pleasure. Thank you for being on the show. My pleasure. It was really, really fun. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. 
connect on LinkedIn, Instagram, and womenincspodcast.com. Subscribe now so you don't miss out on the following episodes. Share it with your friends and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Have a great day and talk to you soon. Oh,